Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Halliburton gets off a long two, misses. Rebound Gobert. Outlet to Odie. Minute 15 left. Finds Conley. Pull up three in transition. Pow! 27-25. Yang, right corner three on an over-rotation by Harrison Barnes. And George hits it. Make him pay. Left side Bogdanovich. They're tight on the shooters. Bogdanovich will drive. Kick it to Ingles. Right corner three on a tough catch. Is good. Donovan on the run. Conley. Open three on a no-look pass. Got it! Ball game! Utah Jazz are back in action tonight in Sacramento to face the Kings. Jazz trying to bounce back from back-to-back losses to the Wolves. Sacramento's won three out of five, swept two games from the Mavericks, split a couple with the Timberwolves. Also had a loss to the Warriors worked in there. Game's going to tip off tonight at 8 o'clock. PK, you think uh, Rudy Gobert? You you, You identified early on his competitive nature after the end of that game. I don't know what else we see tonight, but we see best Gobert. We see fired up Rudy. Okay, sure, yeah. I mean, we pretty much see that all the time, though. I don't know that it'll be any different. I don't know that he lacks effort from game to game. Doesn't have that many more gears to go big to. Issue. I don't think so, but you know, I think he pretty much gives you everything he's got. Uh, and you're going to need some more. Uh, the backcourt, Conley and Mitchell, are going to be out. But at the same time, uh, Barnes and Fox are going to be out for Sacramento. Game tips off tonight at 8 o'clock. Pre-game show at 7 o'clock here on The Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Drives and kicks left corner to Baisley. Covered up by Jalen Brown. Swung right ring to Dort open. Cranks a three and knocks it down. Cha-ching at Thunder Monday ball. Luke Gensdort never cowers from the moment. Giannis will pick it off at midcourt. Portis will grab it. Portis straight line to the rim. Layup no good. Giannis caught it. Slammed it with the left hand. Simons now drives. Fades away from 13. Missed the bank shot. Cantor tips it back out to Dame. Head fake. Steps to the side. Three-pointer. Yes. Luca up the left side. With a screen from Cauley Stein from the left sideline for three. He hits again. 18 and a quarter for Doncic. 34 in the game. Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic use a 28 to nothing run to post a 30-point win over the Golden State Warriors. 133-103. The Mavericks blow that thing wide open. Luka Doncic finishes with 39 points and six rebounds and eight assists. To turn it over seven times, but they roll. They get the win. Steph Curry did his thing. He hit five of his nine three-pointers. He had 27 points, but man, the Mavericks shot it really well, PK. 51% from three, 52% from the floor. They were scoring it. Yeah, you shoot like that, you're going to beat anybody, anytime in this league. It's as simple as that. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Indiana Pacers 133-112. to Damian Lillard going for 23 points. McCollum had 20. The big news was coming off the bench, the Blazers get a huge lift from Anthony Simons, who went for 27 in that one, and Portland picks up the win. A potential opening round opponent for the Jazz. 
Enos played well, man. He only got like 15 minutes. He got to 14 boards or something like that. Man, he played his, his stats per minute were simply sensational. 12 points, 14 boards, nine of them offensive. Look out. Head scratcher. Head scratcher of the night. Oklahoma City beat Boston. Celtics, what is your problem? Just when you get it together, it falls well, apart. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Tatum didn't play. Sure. But the Thunder. Great. Celtics two games over 500 after that loss, 119-115. He gave you an extra $5.2 million lying around. Would you spend it on a rookie card? LeBron James rookie card sold privately for $5.2 million. Most expensive. I don't think you have to have an extra 5.2. You have to have like an extra hundred million, and you spend five point two. Yeah, right. Yeah. You spend five point two. Yeah. Right there. yeah, a lot of money. Previous record was four point six million for a Luka Doncic logo man RPA, which sold in March. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Would it surprise you if you're the 49ers pick? I'll say it's half and half. It was surprising, but maybe it was definitely surprising because, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of great quarterbacks in that draft. And I think the first four picks will be quarterbacks. That's Kyle Pitts, Florida tight end, receiver extraordinaire, expecting the top four picks to be quarterbacks. <laughs> so run on QBs. He could go as high as three. Your man, that's your guy. Oh, man, I watched him play for the Gators this year. He was so impressive. Well, did you really? I, oh, Doc, he was, did you have any idea on that? <laughs> none whatsoever. So impressive. He is my guy. He's a really good but player. But he, he and Penny Sewell look like they're going to slip, despite the fact they're supposed to be these dominant players at their positions. Uh-oh, we got a question for the NFL guy coming up. Luke Easterling will join us, editor of the Draft Wire and the Bucks Wire for USA Today Sports Media Group. That's at 8.05. Antonio Brown coming back to Tampa Bay, signed for a year, so he's there. Uh, Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh said to guarantee it about the franchise exercising a fifth-year option on quarterback Lamar Jackson. He'll be guaranteed $23.1 million in 2022. It's a significant raise from his $1.7 million salary this season. He's got the fifth highest fifth-year option in the league. And John Harbaugh not worried about who's going to be alive on Sunday. That's just that's a West Coast thing, not an East Coast thing. Everybody in the East Coast is feeling confident. I don't know that they really had any other chance or choice, though. They did not. I think if... Whoever it is who's in charge of that franchise, they are going to use that option on Lamar Jackson. He can, If he can get you to 10 wins, he can get you to the playoffs, we can debate what they're going to do in the playoffs later. If you have a guy who can win 10 games to get you to the playoffs, you're going to get his option, and you're going to guarantee it. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, right on track, maybe a little ahead of schedule. That's the quote. He's returning from the compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. Coach Mike McCarthy, really confident, saying I was very impressed with his progress, just coming off the type of injury, his footwork. He's doing all the normal movements that you would look to do in a quarterback school format this time of year. So, yeah, That's great news, then. Thumbs up on Dak Prescott and his return. because He's yeah. a fun player to watch, and they're, they're an interesting team, good team, maybe not a great team, but 
I would think they'd at least be a good team if they have him back. I agree. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The SEC will not require fully vaccinated individuals who are asymptomatic to participate in the league's surveillance testing program, according to an updated version of the COVID-19 protocols. As long as they have approval from their local health authority, fully vaccinated SEC staff and players also will no longer have to quarantine following an exposure to someone with COVID-19. I expect we're going to see more of this, PK, because it sounds like most of the conferences, most of the leagues, they want people to get the vaccinations. They don't want to demand it or order it, but they want them. So this is the carrot. Get the vaccination and a lot of the hoops you'd have to jump through, you don't have to jump through anymore. Okay, you keep me abreast of that. <laughs> NCAA president. But I did hear your, hold on, hold on. I did hear your people say that yesterday if you're in a crowd, you got to wear a mask outside. Yeah. But if you're just outside by yourself, you don't. Whew, man, thank goodness they ordered me. I can do that now. Yeah, I think that was already happening, that walking around downtown Salt Lake. <laughs> I'm glad to see that's catching up with what everyone had pretty much figured out on their own. No one within 50 yeah, like feet of last me. year. Yeah. NCAA president Mark Emmert has received a contract extension through 2025. The Association's Board of Governors announced yesterday in a release that buried the news at the bottom of the article. Emmert has served as NCAA president since 2010. He was under contract through uh, 2023, so a couple more years for him running the show. DJ and Man, What does he do? Oh, what does, what he, does wait, he do? Wait, what does he do, though? He yeah. supervises the basketball tournament. And he gets yelled seems, at. He does get yelled at. That's his thing. And he also seems to uh, help them drag their feet on the uh, national uh, or the uh, NIL, the um, name, image, and likeness we were talking about yesterday. Doesn't seem to be sprinting towards that. I saw something yesterday. It's expected to be implemented this summer. Well, that was the release that this news came in. Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swing and a fly ball to deep left field. Back of the warning track at the wall. Touch them all. Kelly goes yard again. He hits it in the air. Deep right field. Back it goes. Another one over and out of here. Back to back with McMahon. C.J. Crone with his fourth of the season. Rip down the right field line and it's going all the way to the wall. Castellanos, he is on his horse. Winker scores. Here comes the big fella and it's 6-5 Reds. Votto delivers. Swing it and drive. Get up, ball. Get out of here. How about a three-homer night for Vladdy? There's some highlights from around Major League Baseball. The Reds beat the Dodgers 6-5. That's two in a row for the Reds in that series. The Dodgers have lost three in a row and five out of six now. And they're back down to a more normal 625 winning percentage, PK. It's kind of a 100-win pace now. They're cooling off at 15-9. and nine. Uh, Yeah, it's a big deal, man. Bullpen sucking. Got guys out of the lineup. Not the dominant self you would expect. The other teams at the top of the standings, uh, the Giants got beat by the Rockies in 10 innings, uh, 7-5. You heard the uh, C.J. Crone home run as part of that right there. So the, the Giants and Dodgers tied for the top spot in the West at 15-9. The Diamondbacks beat the Padres for all the hype around San Diego. They are 25 games in. They are one game over 500 after your Dodgers. Merrill Kelly 
That'd be my Diamondbacks. Your Diamondbacks, sorry. Your Diamondbacks beating the uh, Padres and Merrill Kelly with a strong outing to get that done. Merrill Kelly's wife graduated from the same high school that I did. Sweet. <laughs> He's a local kid, and I heard him on an interview, and he married a local gal. Uh, he, uh, Kelly went to ASU. And it's Carson Kelly. I want you to remember him. He's the piece, one of the pieces, the key piece that the D-backs got uh, a couple years back when they traded Goldschmidt to the Cardinals. He's a catcher. So that'll be the payoff for that, hopefully. Uh, yeah, they got two two main pieces, uh, him and a, and a pitcher named Luke Weaver, who's uh, showed signs, but not there. We're so far Kelly here, and it's early, obviously, is having a little bit of a breakout season as a catcher. And you, you better get some pieces back if you're going to trade the greatest diamond back of his generation <laughs> in, in Paul Goldschmidt. Give me something. I need something. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to get some. You've got to get some high-level players, or else that you're going to lose your job if you don't. If you may, may go ahead and you made the trade, obviously, and that's fine. But you better get some pieces back. And it looks like this Kelly kid behind the plate is putting it together. Big kid with a lot of power. Looks like he's coming into his own this season. Vlad Guerrero Jr. three home runs got himself started with a grand slam in the third, and then. Added a solo shot in the fifth and another solo shot in the seventh inning. And uh, three homers for him. That's six ribbies. Big game. Jays beat the Nationals. Yeah, you know, he lost 40 pounds in the offseason because he was a rotund kid, especially for being as young as he is. And uh, I think that uh, weight loss really is going to help him. And obviously his father played there. And they've got two other guys, Bichette. And uh, who's the second baseman who played? Kevin uh, Biggio. Biggio, yeah. Those uh, sons of uh, major leaguers. And two of the three are in the Hall of Fame, Biggio and Guerrero. Bichette, uh, Dante did not make it, but the other two did. So sort of fun to watch the second generation of that. Three of them, three of their starters. Major League Baseball would consider expansion fees in the range of $2.2 billion for new franchises, although Commissioner Robert Manfred adds there are no current plans to add teams. Valuations, uh, right now the average Major League Baseball franchise valued at $2.2 billion. The Yankees, the most expensive club, as you would expect, at $6.75 billion. Wow. That's a lot of cash, man. Yeah, it really Uh, is. As part of that, and of course, expansion is expected. Uh, they might be trying to solve stadium issues for a couple teams uh, before they do that. Oakland, Tampa Bay use those expansion cities as leverage, but Vegas's name keeps coming up, PK. Suddenly the hot city. Literally. Yeah, right. Need a retractable <laughs> dome, right? <laughs> if the D-backs can get one, Vegas needs one if they're going to have Major League Baseball. Well, there's plenty of them that have them now, but uh, yeah, obviously they would need that. There's no question they would right. need that because it's very hot in the summer. Yeah. Teams in the north have it too. Seattle's got one. Milwaukee's got one. So, Manfred also revealed 70% of Major League Baseball players, on-field staff, and support personnel have been fully or partially vaccinated for covid and he says when it gets to 85%, there's 70 now, it gets to 85% of Tier 1 personnel, then they're going to relax restrictions. So, again, kind of like the SEC. There's, there's the carrot. Hurry up and get vaccinated. And then the minor league note, 
The Pioneer League. You ready for a home run derby instead of extra innings? Save some of those arms. Five pitches. See who cranks it out of the park. Well, they could do whatever they want there. I mean, that's sort of like the soccer thing. But uh, in minor leagues, it doesn't really matter who wins and loses at that point. You're playing for development. Uh, whereas I would I would just pitch a fit if they did anything close to that in the big leagues. I mean, I can barely deal with the starting the runner on second base. So uh, the minor leagues, yeah, you, you can have guys stand on their head for all I care at that point. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, 830. Luke Easterling, editing, editor of the Draft Wire, to talk NBA or NFL Draft at uh, 8 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The question of the day coming up next. Stay with us. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It is definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day. The Utah Jazz are playing the Kings tonight. What chance do they have to pick up a W without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley? They're both out. What are the odds they end this losing streak? Jacobson. 100%. Really? 100%. Yeah. Or 100%. Jacob says, I think we're going for the two seed. And Scott says, not sure we hold on to it either. They're a little less than 100% right now, PK. Pump them up. You're going against the grain here, which you do love to do. No, I'm not. Pump I'm them up. The, the, if the grain is the right grain, then color me against the grain. <laughs> I mean, the Kings are going to be without two starters themselves. So that washes each other out. It's, it's, like, uh, it's the same thing that happened in Los Angeles uh, a couple Saturdays ago. Was it was Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday yeah. afternoon ball game. Yep. Both teams were way shorthanded. Right. So do you like the guys that are available more than the guys that are available for Sacramento? I do. That one went OT, and the shorthanded Kings aren't as good as the shorthanded Lakers. Ergo the Jazz will prevail. You got a little more confidence well, in they, they have better players. That's what it boils down to. And I read a stat. You know what's amazing? Nope. I saw it somewhere out there that uh, you, would, you were a Kings guy back there because you, uh, you have some history. You worked in the market. I did. Uh, somebody put out that uh, uh, Rick Adelman finished a f- above 500 every year he coached, which was, I think, eight years. Uh-huh. And then there's been no other Kings coach in Sacramento who's been above 500. <laughs> I didn't wow. know that stat, but it makes sense to me, given the way it has gone. 
Uh, I mean, they've gone through so many yeah, guys, we couldn't list them all. Dumb luck, you'd think. Even the Suns, who've been out of the playoffs for 11 years, had one coach finish over 500. It doesn't seem that just the, the way the system is built, it allows you to be mediocre. I mean, you got to really suck to not be mediocre at some point in a 20 year period. I'm not talking about great, I'm just talking about being average. I mean, you ought to be able to fall into enough picks, even if you're the worst whoever the GMs. I'm sure there's multiple GMs, and all, you know, we know there's multiple owners, that they ought to be able to get some guys right just out of dumb luck, you know what I mean, for, for the draft. You would think, yes. But they that, haven't been able to do it. With that high <laughs> pick, you would accidentally hit on one out of every three or four players. Yeah, just yeah, just accidentally. Just, just playing the law of numbers that you'd uh, be able to, to do that. Uh, but yet they've been so bad for so long. It's just shockingly inept. Rick Adelman stretch. Rick Adelman was the head coach in the 2005-6 season. They went 44 and 38. They got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. They played the Spurs when the Spurs were really good, so that wasn't surprising. Okay, yeah, 44 and 38, that's decent. Right. And that's 06. So we are now in the 15th NBA season yeah. since then, and the best year was 39 and 43 2 years ago. That's it hasn't been a single winning season, and there's a uh, there's a long stretch of twenty win seed, 20, 24, 22, 28, that kind of thing. That's good if you're in college. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's six straight years in that range. So yeah, it's been it's been if you're brutal. at Sacramento State or Davis down the road, okay, nice. fine, we're good with that, but not the NBA franchise. So I look at the rosters. Well, and I wonder, I don't know this, I have no knowledge of this. I wonder the Jazz know, hey, we're going up against Sacramento. They're missing two of their better players. I mean, and I that's why, much that's so why Con- that Fox is yeah. their best player. That's why Conley's out. I, I don't know that. I don't know that at all. But it wouldn't surprise you. Uh, but if they sort of used a little logic there, uh, an opportunity to sit him and get it, and he still should be able to get this game. Now, if the if the Kings had all their guys... That's a different story. But Fox is out for protocols, and they sent out the thing last night. Uh, I told you I'm on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I forget what they said about uh, Harrison Barnes. I can look it up here. Uh, Barnes uh, left abductor tightness. So, And Marvin Bagley, he's, he's the guy who is really going to go down as the bust in the draft so far. He's been injured just about virtually all three years he's been in the league because DeAndre Ayton went number one, Bagley went two, Doncic goes three. Uh, at least with Ayton, he's giving you something. It's sort of like this is like a poor man's uh, Jordan and uh, Akeem uh, in that. I mean, I'm not equating Ayton to Akeem, so that's why I said poor man's, and I'm not equating Doncic to Jordan. But when they, that draft, what was it, 83, 84, whenever that was, uh, when the, it went down. And so Sam Bowie is becoming the Marvin Bag, Marvin Bagley is becoming the Sam Bowie because he's not giving you anything. At least Aiden's giving you something. Now, he's not giving you to the level that Akeem gave you, obviously. I'm not saying that by any stretch. So I don't want to make sure that people understand that. But with that in mind... The Kings are not good, and now they're watered down. 
So I would think that the Jazz would be able to get this. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, because I would have thought they would at least minimum split with uh, Minnesota. And they didn't. They lost them both. Well, Alema, as Ben says, Alema would call it a 50-50 game. But uh, thanks for that comedy, Ben. Mark, however, says zero. And Brian says none. People just getting down oh, on the Jazz. No. Come on now. I don't, it, it seems I don't think like, they realize what Sacramento has out. Right. It seems like the number would be 70 or 80. Because both teams are going to ask guys to do stuff they don't normally do. And there's nothing about that that's a lock. But, to your point, the Jazz have the more talented roster. And in the NBA, most nights, that's what decides who wins. And there are exceptions, and I think we just saw a couple of the exceptions, but you also don't get a steady stream of exceptions. Bank on the talent. Yeah, and Joe's had a couple of bad shooting games, and so he's proven to be an effective shooter. Clarkson, same thing. Clarkson's been a little more uh, inconsistent, shooting only 32% from the field overall, not just from three, but only, I think, 32% this month is what I saw. ESPN breaks that stuff down by months, Mm -hmm. and uh, I looked at it uh, yesterday when we were talking, and I think that's what the figure was, uh, or at least in the losses, that's what he's shooting. So... uh, You'd think he's going to break out of it at some point. I assume they would slide him into the starting lineup, and so he would be good to go there. Uh, And Bogey's been shooting the ball well. Uh, So that's what I'm thinking. But, you know, you never know in this league here. I mean, there's as we've said a million times, everybody's got decent players. At least they got one or two of them anyway. Sacramento with these guys out, uh, you know, you're – your boy from the Bahamas, Buddy Heald, could have a big game. Him and DeAndre Ayton, both from the Bahamas. Well, he's a guy you'd expect to get a lot of shots. So if he gets rolling, look out. Look out. But, wow, have you ever said that? If Buddy Heald gets rolling, look, look out. Look out. Who has said that? I, I, would, I would imagine his high school coach in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That'd probably be about it. <laughs> if Buddy Yield gets going, look out. <laughs> and that's what Luke Walden will be saying tonight. Please let Buddy get going. Uh, you think Quintessons, guys, last thing we can allow happen is to allow Buddy Heald to go off. Because if Buddy Heald goes off, look out. I don't think he'll phrase it like that, but I think a lot of coaches believe what Rick Majerus uh, hammered into you as a beat writer over and over. As you look over a roster, who's their best player, who's their second best player, don't let those guys beat you. If their fourth or fifth guys beat you, great. But when you're defending, you do not give the best player a chance to get rolling. So you're calling Buddy Heal their best player now? Well, I can look at their roster, but their scoring their options would score. seem to be getting a little thin right now, given the, the stuff you've detailed here. Well, i got this Halliburton kid who's a young player on the rise, and so he's just barely getting started. And then uh, Richard Holmes is a center, and he's sort of a journeyman, but he's a decent player. And then DeLon Wright, who seems like he's on his 17th team. Yep. <laughs> uh, so not quite good enough to be a big-time player, but the good news, and actually the great news, is good enough to be in the league for a number of years. Stay in the <laughs> league long enough to get the pension. 
Oh, and I, I'd have to—I don't know what the rules are, but he's got to be real close to it by now, because this—we're we're five years into this thing. He's been in the league, and he's still in the league, man. So good for him. I couldn't even—I'd have to look at his resume to see all the teams that he's been with. But what's the difference? As long as you're in the league and you're drawing that paycheck, that's a win. Life is good. I mean, you didn't really, and you obviously you want to win. I get all that, but uh, the number one thing is you want to be able to. Uh, be in the league, and DeLon Wright has managed to keep himself in the league. and a Non-stop, too, uninterrupted. I don't think he's had to go to the G League or go to Europe during any of these times. So, good on him. But as I look at this roster, yeah, Buddy Heald is your best player, and you could argue right now, given the fact that Barnes and Fox are out, that Buddy Heald is your best player. But the truth is, I'm not sure that I would take, as far as entertainment, I think I go with Buddy the Elf more than I go with Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. Or would you go with Buddy Ciamillo? I'd go with Buddy the Elf. Now, who is Buddy Ciamillo, you ask? Well, one of your relatives, because Ciamillo is your mom's maiden name. But whether it's your uncle or your cousin or your great-grandfather, I have no idea. It's my cousin, and his real name was Elmer. That's I'd, my grandfather's name? I'd go with Buddy. But nobody called him uh, Elmer. So Elmer was my grandfather's name, right? And then his son, Elmer Jr., went by Sonny. And then his son, Elmer III, who's still alive, goes by Buddy. So nobody went by Elmer except uh, my grandfather. And I hardly spoke to him over the years because he didn't speak a whole lot of English. His native tongue was Italian because he came over. His name is on the uh, on Ellis Island. So I've got two Elmers in the family, but nobody went by Elmer. And my, my uncle, Sonny, 99 years old. He just died last year. And in the war, he was lost at sea for five days. How about that? Did he talk about that? Or is that oh. one of those things nobody talks about? Nobody talked about it. We all knew it, but he didn't talk about it. No. Five days. Can you imagine that? I'd rather not. Man. That's, put uh, it in his obituary. It's on my, I, I linked the obituary uh, when he died last year on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. What a, I think what that's, when you, <clears throat> that's when you really emphasize that phrase, thank you for your service. That's, oh. Yeah, absolutely, man. Really, wow. really underline that and put an exclamation point on the end of that one. Five days of seas, I, I can't imagine. No. The hopelessness, you know, what are you doing for water? You read some, I've read stories, you know, I think we've all gone through school reading history, whatever, you know, stories about, uh, you know, people and surrounded by sharks and the yikes, you know, just just brutal stuff. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. strafed by, you know, if the enemy see. I mean, there's all kinds of horrific stories out there. Absolutely. So that was my Uncle Sonny. But uh, my cousin, Buddy, I think I'd go Buddy the Elf over Buddy Heald. No offense to Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy the Elf for the win. As far as entertainment? Oh, Buddy the Elf? Buddy the Elf? It's, it's like a freaking top top three Christmas movie. I, I don't see how you could look, watch that, that movie that, that, and not a, feel good about that's it. That's a pretty good movie. That it's really, funny. That really is. It's a modern day it's classic. Goofy. It's hard to consider it a classic when it comes out, you know, I don't know. You, the classics tend to be what you grew up with, and it's. Uh, but I, I think that was a really good movie. That was really good. A lot of good moments in that thing. 
So with that in mind, I think the Jazz have a distinct advantage. But I thought the same thing in the last couple of games, even without Mitchell. Although I will say the Wolves, with their guys, are better than the Kings without their top two guys. That makes sense? Yes, it does. And that's the reason to be confident. Yeah. That the, the Wolves line up Monday and the Kings line up Wednesday, uh, going back to that thing that Talon wins most of the time, you would take the Wolves Monday lineup over the Kings Wednesday lineup. Yeah. If the Kings had Fox and Barnes and the Jazz didn't have their starting guard lineup, you'd feel different. I'd feel, I think I'd feel dramatically different. Uh, but I'm not as down on the Jazz right now as a lot of our fans and our listeners, and I say our fans, fans of the Jazz, and of course they're also our listeners, because I mean, maybe it's just the same thing to where the disgruntled tend to have a louder voice than, what would you say, the confident or the non-disgruntled, however you want to describe it. And I think that's across the board. Uh, you get that. I don't think that's unique to this situation. I think it's across the board in whatever area. The people who are upset tend to be more focal than the people who are okay with whatever the issues might be. So I think we're hearing from a lot of nervous, disgruntled might be the two, in this case might not be the wrong word, but I'm trying to make a point. Uh, less confident, same old jazz type of uh, mindset. Uh, so with that in mind, I get where they're coming from, but I am not in that spot with this team right now. I mean, they're going through a lull, there's no question, but they're going through a lull without their best offensive player. I think we'd all agree with that. So what better time to go through a lull? I'd be far more nervous if they lost to the Wolves and they had Mitchell in the lineup. It would seem to be two different things, but I think because they won without Mitchell early in the year and because yeah, the depth because the depth has been such an obvious advantage for most of this season, the expectations, it's just the Timberwolves that they ought to, they ought to have done it. Okay, and they should have, but when you look at it now that we're done, the depth is there, but the depth didn't perform at the level that it usually does. Right. So the depth wasn't there at that point. <laughs> it's there, but you got to have the performance. It's like I've said a million times. You can have all the draft picks you want, but if you don't draft well with those draft picks, what's the difference in having the draft picks? It doesn't matter. Well, it's the same thing. You can have the depth, and they have the depth, but if the depth doesn't perform the way it normally does, then what's the difference? You really didn't have the depth. And in the other game, in the most recent game two nights ago, the depth was pretty much Niang and not a whole lot else. So the depth didn't perform to the level that it did back when Mitchell was out and as it's done many, many times. I don't think that that's going to continue. I don't think now the slump that a couple of these guys are in depth-wise, I don't think this is who they're going to be until the season is over. I would be Actually, I'd be stunned. I got too much evidence to think otherwise that this is just an opportunity for them to get out of it, the way I look at it. These next, would you say, 11 ball games? Yep, 11 and, to go. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, you can argue if you're going to have a slump, if you're going to have a hitting slump, a shooting slump, 
It's better to have it with 11 games to go than with zero games to go, and you're in the postseason when everything is magnified a thousand times over. You are largely echoing Mark Eaton right now. If you heard the promo, I think it ran about 45 minutes ago. It'll run probably later this morning. It'll probably run on and off all day long. So if you're listening the rest of the day and you hear the Mark Eaton promo, listen to it, and he's basically saying what PK's saying right now, which is you're going to hit a lull. You know, they've had these big win streaks, but... Nobody has 40-game win streaks. You have a lull. And so, now, the depth, how long does the lull go on and how bad does it get, that's always a question mark. And they're 6-6 six and six in their last 12. But did they just bottom out shorthanded without Mitchell against the Wolves? And now here comes the road. Here comes the upswing now. Do they play better? Or you look at their schedule, and they're going to go 3-3 three and three in their next six and get Mitchell back to full strength, and then maybe we'll see a five-game run to end the season. You know, those are you know I could are loom- see that looming out there. I, I think the Phoenix ball game on Friday is going to be awfully difficult because they're going to be jacked. And as far as we know, and they got to play the Clippers tonight, uh, they're going to have all their guys. I mean, they really haven't had any load management, and they haven't had hardly. Uh, they've had a few crowders out right now, and he's a nice player for them. Uh, but you know, if he's not hitting, he's pretty much uh, over eight. We've seen that a million times over from him, but he just he provides a jolt, uh, so he's not he's not playing. So they're not one hundred percent, but they've got their key guys for sure, being Booker and Paul, and then them Aiton and some nice role players that they have on that team that can help you win ball games, not on their own, but they can help you. So I think that game is going to be really tough without Mitchell. So I've sort of in my mind written that off. Uh, as a loss, but uh, in that's why that's why I think it's it's in a sense uh, doubly important. Might be too strong, but I think it's a little more important tonight to get this win, to break the losing streak, and take your chances in Phoenix. Uh, probably not going to end the way you want it, but you go ahead and surprise me because I'm doubting you, Jazz. No, they're not listening now; they're on the road. But uh, uh, I yeah, I'm doubting them Friday night, but I'm not so much doubting them tonight. All right, DJ and PK, stay with us. We've got more of your action coming in. We will get to that next. No Mitchell, no Conley. What shot did the Jazz have to take down the Kings? DJ and PK, hit us up on DJ and PK on Facebook. On Twitter, David DJ James. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God. Stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. 
Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com. Or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. It really is. I've done that exact same thing years ago. And, hey, today, i got to give a shout-out to the bus driver. The bus driver? The bus driver, yeah. What did the bus driver do? (laughs) The bus driver who is transporting the Corner Canyon girls golf team to their tournament this morning is listening to us. So shout out to him. What's his name? I don't know. I just got a text. It says bus driver's listening to you. Nameless bus driver. Shout out. What Come on, up? Mrs. K. Give us the name. <laughs> My guess is she doesn't know. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, they had the name on a little like slide thing that was up on the uh, on the front of the bus. But that that may be then. Maybe it's not now. Bob, way to go, Bob. Way to go, Bob. You're the man, <laughs> Bob. What do you want us to talk about? Utes, Cougars, Jazz. What are you thinking? Uh, Got a lot of jazz fans weighing in. Allen going for the comedy. The jazz are not who we thought they were. Uh, I see what you did there. The legendary Denny Green. Nice. Who did we think they were? NBA champions. Did anybody think that? Yes. Realistically? Really? You think so? Yeah, did somebody think that? I don't know what percentage of the fan base. But when you got the best record and you're upset because Shaq says you can't win mm-hmm. the championship, that's because you think they can win the championship. So, yes, yeah, there's a percentage. I, I don't know. Now, you're right. There's a percentage mm-hmm. of people who heard that who just thought, be nicer to Donovan because he's my guy. You know, not everyone was all in on the championship. But I can't mm-hmm. believe that yeah. there weren't some people in on it. Well, oh, his name's Lynn. I just got the uh, update on the bus driver. Shout out Thanks to Lynn. Listening, Lynn. <laughs> they must still be in route. Uh, I don't. I don't see. I. I. Yeah. I guess you're going to be some fans who are just. You know. You're going to be optimistic and and whomever the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to win the World Series and when you break spring training, if you're a diehard Pittsburgh fan. So there's going to be somebody who's going to think that. But I think that even most. Uh, diehards are thinking and and that's really i was thinking about this yesterday uh you know our good friend Locke loves to promote the nba and he loves it that's his job i get it and i respect it but the fact is if we go through all this and get lakers nets that's really a hit on what the nba is about in terms of competitive balance i believe doesn't mean i won't watch it and it won't be exciting because i will watch it and it will be exciting for me because i've watched every nba finals and literally every year of my life I can't remember. Uh, so, uh, but I think it's uh, it'll be a knock against the predictability of the league that we go through all this song and dance and we get all excited about a team who has the best record in the league for most of the season and then they don't get to the final. And the two teams that we expected to get to the final after trades and free agent signings were made and forced trades and all that stuff, and where there they are two biggest markets on each side of the country. Uh, So from a competitive balance standpoint, I hope it doesn't happen. But at the same time, if it does happen, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm going to watch. So either way, they've got me. Uh, I I don't think that a lot of people thought that the Jazz were going to win the title. 
I think very, and I'm talking about jazz fans here. I'm talking about very, very few. But their hopes did rise as they continue to play well. I understand that. I think a lot of jazz fans in the back of the mind are worried about the super teams. And if it is two super teams that were leveraged by players that are brought together and players pairing up with their friends and elite players and all that, that's going to that's gonna be a huge topic of conversation. And they've already, we've already heard the reports. Nobody's come out and put their, their name and their face on it. But a lot of clubs, owners, GMs uh, want to change the buyout rules. Because on top of the stars going together, for Blake Griffin not to dunk for however many months he didn't dunk for, and then they, they just give, the Pistons give up on him, they buy him out, and he goes to the Nets, and he dunks like immediately in game number one. He runs in, oh, so you're not really broken down. You just refuse to dunk for the Pistons who are paying you multi-million dollar deal, mega money, and now all you just want to go play with your guys and win the title. Well, that's great. I mean, that takes some of the competitive spirit out of it, no matter how much you want to defend the Stars. That, that's brutal. That is just brutal for every fan base in every city not named L.A. and New York. That's brutal. When we come back, Luke Easter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Luke Easterling, editor, editor of the Draft Wire and the Bucks Wire for USA Today Sports Media Group, is going to join us next. Tim Lacombe to talk jazz, jazz radio studio analyst. He'll be here at 830. Stay with us.